What's going on, everybody? Hope you are doing good and hope that the week is uh, treating you well. So this week on the podcast is a guy called Ethan Jabowski. Ethan is a YouTube food creator. Um, I came across his videos a couple of months ago and I really liked what he did. It was... He, he kind of creates videos for the home cook that allows people to make cooking easier at home, which I think is really important. Uh, so I just randomly slid into his DMs and was like, do you want to jump on the podcast and talk about it? And he was like, yeah, sweet. So uh, we sat down and this is the conversation. I really enjoyed it uh, and I hope you do. Without further ado, Ethan Chabowski. And we're live. Ethan, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good, Will. How about yourself? Good, dude. Whereabouts are you in the world right now? Um, so I'm in Cal- uh, Carlsbad, California. Okay. So it's right on the coast, about an hour and a half south of LA. And it's pretty early in the morning right now, 7.30 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. Yep, early morning. So what is, what's this routine about? I want to know. Is, is there a, um, set, is there a yeah. reason why you get up so early? Well, it's not, it's not too early. It's kind of normal. It's not super early, but... Yeah, it's just uh, it's just to get some consistency. So like when you're doing what I found, like when I started doing this thing, like on my own, I was like, you know, I don't have to get up at a certain time. I don't have to answer to somebody. I don't have to do this. Don't have to do that. Yeah. But like I decided I was like, I need to set some consistency in my life, even though I don't need to have a set schedule. I like having a set schedule. So yeah. I was like, all right, we're just set a daily alarm. It's going to go off at seven every single day. You know, if I need to wake up earlier one day I can do that if I need to wake up a little later I can always sleep in but I try to make it a habit to get up at the same time every day just do you go to bed at the same time for the day do you go to bed at the same time uh, reasonably within an hour or two so probably like 11 ish you know? okay so you're I, a good I always try to get a full eight hours yeah that's a good amount I I since the whole like coronavirus I've been trying to I got this like whoop strap and it's it's mm. been like measuring my sleep and yeah, I knew I was bad at sleeping, but I didn't realize I was that bad. And I'm just like trying to go. I have to go to bed like even earlier to like relax and then actually get some sleep. And then I'm like yeah. borderline in like six, seven hours and I feel great. But before that, I was doing like four, five hours and it's just not it's not good for you at all. Yeah, I know. I've actually never been able to do like little sleep like throughout my entire life, like school and stuff like people would like study late in the night and be like no like i'll be much better if i just go to bed and i'll wake up early and and study or something or or get work done but i can't stay up and like be working past like 10 or 11 oh uh, yeah i guess this is just the joys of, of of my business is that we kind of have to and yeah because we haven't been touring for so long it's like i was literally i did a podcast with with somebody um yesterday and we were talking about how like our schedules have just completely changed like sometimes on weekends we're we're not sleeping we're going from one club to an airport to a to another hotel to a club and we're not sleeping in between and uh i think every performer or artist or dj or whoever whatever you are when you're kind of in the entertainment business you've just in the last 10 months have just caught up on all their sleep over the god knows how many years we've lost on our, of our lives <laughs> so much healthier. yeah no that's very true because yeah like yeah i mean for a year if you're doing concerts and, and things like that like those things normally don't start until like 10 11 and then they go until 
God knows what time the next day in the morning. Yeah, it's wild. It is wild. Um, I have you ever heard of Matthew Whitaker? No, I haven't. So he um he has a book called Why I think it's called Why We Sleep. I haven't read it yet, but I've mm-hmm. listened to a podcast with him on, and it was just like it scared the shit out of me. Where he was like how sleep is so important and i know that sounds stupid yeah. like we should think that sleep is so important but he's like if you don't have the seven to nine hours every day you're like more likely to die of like alzheimer's and shit like that and it's like we're never taught this at school no <laughs> like, never we like, should yeah, be it's, it's yeah it's such and it's such like a simple thing to do like just get an extra you know like hour of sleep like there's almost like something that we do during the day that like was probably not useful in any way that we could easily have just been like, all right, just go to bed an hour earlier yeah. or versus staying up. Do you like, whatever. do you like to work out or anything as well? Uh, yeah. So typically in quarantine, it's been a little weird, but I don't, I'll do a stretching routine first thing in the morning. I do like a 10 minute kind of stretching routine and like five minute stretch routine, five minute ab routine. And then with quarantine, I, I generally like to work out like during the day for, I'll do like a 20, 30 minute like lift and then like a 10 or 15 minute run to like try to get out twice because I okay. feel like I never leave my house. So yeah, I feel that man. I feel that it's weird. I'm lucky I'm in the countryside. So I kind of get to like, just go out and do as much as I can possibly. But yeah, I, I feel sorry for the people that are just like bang in the middle of a major city and just there's no parks, nothing out there. And you just like, oh, lockdown must've been hard. However, yeah, definitely feel like you're just stuck in sometimes. Yeah, but it is what it is. It's the new normal for now, I guess. Exactly. It's probably going to be like this for a while as well. So we better get used. If yeah. we're not used to it now, we're 10 months in. It's like, come on, people. Let's 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 get this sorted. Um, however, I came across you a couple of months ago um, through I'm as pretty much everybody that follows me knows that I absolutely love food. Um, and I mm-hmm. came across your uh, your YouTube channel, um, and I just like fell in love with it. I think I actually, I it was bri- the brioche bun one that mm-hmm. got me. Um, I think it was that one, um, and I just ca- carried on watching your videos. Um, so for anybody that's listening, like, can you kind of explain what what your YouTube channel is? Yeah, absolutely. So. I run a cooking channel. Um, it's just under my name, Ethan Chabowski, and it's all about cooking dishes, but I guess specifically kind of pandering to the home cook. Like I, when I want, when I make videos, I try to think about, I want these people who are going to watch this to like actually make it. So I'm, I'm trying to give good instructions and also kind of help you understand the science or the why behind a technique. So not just here's a recipe, follow A to Z, but also why are we doing this? What, what are the differences between this technique, like a, a double fried French fry versus like a single fried, or why should you wash a French fry before you put it in the oil, things like that to actually show why I'm doing these things. Because once you start understanding recipes, you become a much better cook. At least that's what my opinion is. Um, so within my videos, I try to give recipes that people actually make, but also give a flavor of why we're doing things. Okay, so why did you start this? Yeah, so 
I've always been like into cooking. So growing up, my parents, they, they weren't cooks or chefs or anything, but we always just had home cooked meals. So I was like, oh, exposed to cooking at an early age and then kind of took an interest in it. And just cooking for me growing up was just that fun thing to do. Like I wasn't looking back. It's probably, it was probably more of like a creative outlet for me. I don't, I didn't realize that at the time. Like I, I wasn't into like art or really wasn't into music that much or anything. I just did sports and then I liked cooking. Uh, but then growing up, so started cooking that way with, you know, my parents or grandparents learning recipes and then went to school, just continued cooking. Um, I have a degree in accounting. And uh, so after after graduating in 2016, I started working for a consulting firm uh, called Deloitte. It's one of the big four accounting firms. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people know about it. Yeah. But so within that, started working for like two to three years was traveling Monday through Thursday, basically every week on these projects and kind of was missing cooking because I'm, I'm away more than half the week. You know, I'm away Monday through Thursday. I'm not being able to cook. And I'm, I'm just like eating out at restaurants, which is all good and stuff. But I, for someone who likes to spend time in the kitchen and make stuff, I was, I was missing something. So I decided about a year in just to like uh, a year and a half in maybe, I think it was June 2018. Um, I think I released my first video and I was like, you know what? I'll just start posting. It'll be a fun weekend project when I actually am home on the weekends. And then at that time, I wasn't really, I wasn't like, oh, I definitely want to do the, try to do this full time. It was just like, ah, this will be a fun weekend project. So I did that for a year and just, I was like, all right, I'll just try to post one video a year again with consistency kind of thing. Like I like to just say, all right, I'm just going to do this, see where, where it goes. And in the first year, I think I got up to like 900 subscribers or something. And, but during that time, it was like just getting more and more tired of the travel more and more. Like, I was just like, I kind of had that moment with my job where I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this long term. Yeah. Um, I need, I need something else. So, and, and this was super fun because I knew nothing about filming. I knew nothing about editing. I knew nothing about like, and I was learning the cooking along the way. I was, I was becoming a much better cook myself because if you try to teach something, generally you're going to get better at it. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm either going to go to grad school, get a new job. Those were kind of my two things. And then as I was going through, I was like, you know, what if I just took like two years off and, and see if I could make this a full-time thing, you know, instead of paying for grad school, why don't I just like invest in myself? Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I did. I, so I quit my job in June, 2019, um, with 900 subscribers, wasn't making any money off of it and actually moved back. So I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. Then I was like, no, you know, I was like, all right, I'm just going to move back with my parents because if they're cool with me, you know, chilling there, <laughs> like I'm not going to pay rent if I don't have to. Um, so moved back in with my parents in June, 2019. So a year after starting. And then I was like, all right, we're just going to go after it and see, see how many videos. So I just, you know, made tons of videos, at least two a week. A lot of weeks I did three a week and then continue that for basically the entire whole year. Um, and got up to, uh, I think like 20,000 subscribers. So, but this was through probably, I'd made like 150 some videos and 
then my buddy was moving. He had just got done with dental school, was moving out to uh, Carlsbad because he has his uh, rotation here with the the Navy for, okay. for the dental. Um, and I was like, I was like, yeah, like, let's just go. Like I was making some money. It wasn't not, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was at least something. And I was like, all right, so I can do this and then probably pick up a part-time job, cover rent and, and basic, you know, living expenses will be, will be, will be cool. So I moved out when I had 20,000 subscribers. And then literally that next, like the end of June slash July, it, it exploded. It went from 20,000 to 170,000 subscribers in literally like a month. What it was, what was it? Absolutely that, wild. What was it that kind of changed it? Yeah. So I had a couple videos that kind of, that kind of popped. So one of them was this, um, I called it like a recipes remaster, but basically I take a recipe from some kind of popular, uh, either YouTube chef or maybe a regular, you know, chef or, or YouTube cook and kind of look at the, their recipe and then take, take those components and then think about how would I make this? Because that's what I do with my recipes. You know, I, I look at recipes, but then I'm like, how could I make that a little bit better? How could I make it faster? How could I change the flavor? How could I change the texture or something like that? Yeah. And I did this one with, um, Adam Ragusi. He had this, he had this oven fry recipe and there were a couple, it's a really good recipe, but there was a couple of things that I was thinking about that I had learned through other videos I'd done. I was like, you know, I could apply this to this recipe. So I think one of them was adding vinegar to the boiling water is going to help strengthen the actual like French fry potato. Cause I wanted them to be kind of thin, more like, you know, McDonald's, I guess, yeah. style French fries, like a little bit thinner. The ones his videos were much thicker, kind of like thicker pieces, kind of like steak fries or roast potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just kind of breaking that down um, and then showing his recipe, showing the differences between our recipes, kind of the differences in the final product. And that was one of the ones that really popped. Um, and then from there, a couple other videos I was doing really popped as well. I did some lower calorie versus restaurant style. So again, another comparison type thing, like here's this restaurant style version you know, how can we make that into a lower calorie version that still tastes good? So maybe, you know, with, cause for me, like healthy eating and cooking, it's not something that it doesn't have to suck, you know, like there, Sorry, you yeah. can make small changes in recipes to give you a, a lot of satisfaction, even though it's like a healthy or like a lower calorie option. Yeah. So those couple of videos just it exploded. It seemed like everything I released that month, like did well. Is wild. Were you just like waking up going like, what the fuck's going on? Oh yeah. Like I, <laughs> it, cause like after making so like I, I'd made literally like 160 videos Yeah, and you know, like, I mean, got some growth, but like, I didn't know how much, like the, if this was good growth or bad growth, or this is just how slow it is for everyone. Um, because I was like two years in and yeah, it, it was wild. Cause I didn't expect the, this the slow and then just spike i I kind of expected you know just slowly going up a little yeah. bit more and more and more and then instead it just it just spiked it was absolutely wild yeah every day i would like look at my analytics and i'd be like i got like five thousand subscribers in a day that's crazy it took me two years to get twenty thousand. it's wild isn't it how it's that viral life it's it's how everything is nowadays right you can be doing the same thing. It's the same in my industry. You can be doing the same thing over and over and over again for God knows how many years. And that one thing just kind of picks off and 
then you're kind of in it for for the long term. So when did it get to the point where you were like, this is actually a job that I can survive off and keep going and keep growing? Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was that, that month because, you know, like I said, I'd already started making some money and then I was literally, so I'd been in, I'd been in California for about two weeks, you know, and I still had savings cause obviously I'd saved up rent and I hadn't gone to grad school. So yeah. I had that money <laughs> set aside. Um, so I was like, I was just on the, the part of like looking at various kind of part-time jobs I could pick up and then, and then literally when I was just about to like start going to some places and like filling out applications or whatever, um, it just spiked. And then I realized I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, based off what I made in these like couple weeks, I was like, as long as I continue some of this growth, like even a, you know, like some of it, I'll be at least able to survive because I didn't want to, I didn't want to get a part-time job. If I didn't have to, yeah. I wanted to keep focusing on, the content trying and, and trying to do it full time, make it better, you know, make more involved videos and all that. So I, I uh, send me get a little notification that I right. turn off. Um, We're talking about videos and yep. money. Yep. So I, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't want to get a, part-time job. I didn't have to just because I wanted to focus on the videos because I felt like I was kind of close to making better and more polished videos. Like the, the probably my 120 videos, like 160, like those videos, like I felt were much better than the prior 120. Yeah. So I felt like if I just kept kind of going, I'd at least get a little bit more traction. Um, and then, yeah, that month, I mean, it just showed me the power of, you know, how much you can potentially make, like when it, when it snowballs. Yeah. 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 Totally. And, and then, and right then I knew I was like, cause I was like, I have enough money to cover these next, like, uh, four months, regardless of if I make nothing after today. Yeah. So it was like, I was like, I, I, I'm not, I'd rather just keep focusing. Cause you know, when things are going good like that, I feel like you have to release as many videos as possible. And that was what I did. I kept, so like once those two styles popped, once the comparison popped and the 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 lower calorie versus Russian style, I was like, all right, I'm only doing these videos for the rest of the month. Yeah, and and then we can snowball out from there when when we need to. But I was like, I'm only doing these type of videos and and focusing on those from there. And on did out. did the growth carry on from that, or were people like, okay, we want some different stuff now? Yeah. So it, it they. For, for, yeah, for it definitely did carry on. And then I think around probably two months down the road, I started kind of switching stuff up because I was kind of getting a little tired of only doing those type of videos as well. Yeah. Um, and I had, I, I had so many ideas uh, that, you know, that I want to tackle all the time. So then I started mixing it up a little bit. Um, so we, I think over the past couple of months, I've done some things around like faster, like how to make things fast, easy, you know, like 20 minute recipes. 30 minute recipes, but also showing like cleanup steps, you know, during the recipe, you know, wh when are, when am I cleaning up this dish? When am I doing that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it was like a natural progression, but yeah, when that first two or three videos popped, it was like, all right, I really should be only be focusing on these type of videos. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, when you were like in the process of 
from full time job to doing this, and you said you like saved a bunch of money to go to grad school and everything like that. Yep. Were you we were, were you investing in the videos? Were you like running ads? Were you doing anything like that? on on what you were doing or was it literally just like pure organic growth that, that got to got you to where where it was or where it is now? yeah all organic like yeah i haven't done any like ad pushes or or like bot followers or anything oh, like yeah. that because there there is like when you're getting into like the social media thing like i didn't even realize that was what what people did but yeah. a lot of people do um and yeah, I was like, I, I didn't really know how it worked. So I was just like, you know, I'll just, I'm just going to post normally and see what happens. <laughs> Cause I was like, for me, it just seems very scammy. Like, even if it does work, if I like purchase like followers on Instagram or something, I was just like, like, does that actually like work? I was like, it feels like I'm just wasting money. Um, so yeah, it was all just all organic. And then like when I was, you know, working um, at Deloitte, it was just, I just tried to make the videos a little bit better each time. Just yeah. I was watching videos about Premiere Pro, how to edit, how to film stuff like on Skillshare. Just trying to like get as much information and then just create stuff. Not worrying about too much how it looked. Like, yeah, I want to make it look good, but I wasn't overly worried about like this has to be perfect. I was just like, just just keep going. One one video per week while you're working. And then obviously when I quit, I try to go to two to three videos per week and just over that time, I mean, if you do something that many times, it eventually will just get better. It just has to, doesn't it? Otherwise, you should just quit if it doesn't get any better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you're filming, obviously you have to learn how to do all of this, which like, I've done some filming stuff and some editing stuff. It's, it takes ages to learn these, these like, kind yeah. of skills. Um, how many cameras are you kind of working with now? Or is it you literally like one camera then running around and putting the, uh, the same camera somewhere else like how is how how like uh yeah how, what what's the process that you, that you kind of go through yeah so yeah my filming process has changed a lot over the past two and a half years so when i started it was literally iphone um oh, really? and it was me trying to move stuff in different moving stuff around and then I quickly realized like iPhone has limitations. Um, it's good for like out, like if you have really good lighting situations. Um, but then I was like, all right, move on from iPhone about probably 20 or 30 videos. in. I got a, like a Sony a 6,400. And then I was only using that camera. And again, that was me whipping it around yeah. everywhere. It was really annoying, but I did that for, with one camera for about probably about a year and a half half and then i think finally in february of this year i got a second camera um a sony a6600 and that's my that's my current setup so i, I basically have actually it's what i'm filming this on right yeah. now i have a i have the main shot with the the 6600 and then i have the side cam with my other one so i can it's with a zoom lens so i can i can punch in and punch out okay um so it's less of me moving around now, but I'm still constantly punching out or I have to manually adjust my focus on things. It would be much easier if I did have like someone filming for me because I, I probably look like a madman. <laughs> like if, if someone was just like watching me film because like I'm constantly trying to tweak things and 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 like adjust focus or like even, even the main camera, like I will move that up and down just yeah. based on what the shot is. 
I guess it's at a the lot end of the, like micro adjustments, but I'm not running around as much anymore. I guess at the end of the day, it's your full time job, so it's not like you've got all the time in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to, I had to, I realized I was like, I can't be whipping one camera around all the time. It's like I got to get two, so I can at least punch it with different shots because it, it videos kind of get stale for just like one face on like shot over and over at least i think so like that's why i wanted to add a little bit of flavor with different you know focal lengths and stuff but yeah it's i've kind of i'm in a decent groove now because i've you know i tried to systematize how i shoot um because that was one of the things when i started i was just like i was like how am i going to shoot this and like i'd ask myself that every single time and then it would take way longer yeah than i expected you know so what's your process of shooting now um yeah, do you want like the entire like end to end video yeah, process? Yeah, yeah. Like like ideation to Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wanna yeah, go from yeah. like research to like, okay, you wake up one day, I wanna I wanna make some tonkotsu ramen or something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so kind of, yeah, I kind of go through like my ideation, then my research phase, um, my scripting, like what I actually wanna shoot, and then filming, editing, and then just I guess editing, publishing. So for ideation, I have a couple ways that I track ideas. Like I'm constantly getting ideas, like through watching YouTube videos, reading cookbooks, or or whatever. Um, and I, I just try to capture them whenever I can. So I have like a couple apps on my phone, Notion and Todoist, where I'll just like jot down an idea, get it. I'll get it to it later, and then those ideas will go into like a main kind of uh, just like Google drive or, or a, no, another notion page that I have, or just sit in this ideas list. And then generally I'll like pick out this idea from this ideas list. I'll pick something out. And with my ideas, I generally try to think about how this is going to be applicable to the home cook, because I mean, there's a recipe for everything out there. So of course, yeah. I, I have to think about how do I want to do it differently or, or, build upon existing recipes or make it a better product or whatever. So then that's kind of my, my sticking point. So if I'm picking, you know, for example, I'll just do, I'll do a hash brown recipe since this is uh, what I'm filming currently. Okay. Um, I was doing these hash brown McDonald's style hash browns. There was a couple of good videos online, but I, I wanted to try to think about how to make it easier for the home cook. Basically my idea was how can I make a version they take from the freezer and then, you know, you wake up in the morning, you take this hash brown from the freezer, you pop it in a, you pop some oil down in a pan, you pan fry it, you have a McDonald's style hash brown in yeah. like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. So, so there, there's my idea that I want to try to, you know, for the video. So then from there, I'm like, all right, how do I get this? So then I, for this video, I had to do a lot of testing because I wanted to use as least or little as little like extra ingredients as possible. I wanted to stick to like potato, salt, oil, and then maybe if we need to mix in like egg flour, we can do that. Um, so I, so from there I started doing research. I go to resources like the food lab by Jay Kunji Lopez. It's a great book kind of explaining the science of, of cooking. Another, another book that I reference a lot to is on food and cooking by Harold McGee. And those are, those are kind of my research sources um, to actually kind of help understand what's going on. Okay. So in the food lab, I used kind of the, 
the ideas behind double frying French fries, which is a video I've also done. So using that kind of prior knowledge of what I learned there, I try to bring that to this hash brown. Yeah. So then from there, I was like hash browns, you can either do, you can either par cook them in oil, you can par cook them in water. Um, and then you can form them with just that. You could just form them from there with salt or you could add egg, you could add flour, you could add uh, cornstarch. So basically I wanted to try all these things. So yesterday morning, I, I whipped out a ton of different batches with all these like slight modifications and, and kind of trying to find the one that I thought was best. So are you, are you, fil- are you, I- are you sorry, are you filming all of these at the same time? Or, or like this one was a little a little different i i kind of went down a rabbit hole i didn't think i was going to test as many things as i was going <laughs> to test so i i have like a couple clips i was like ah, i should probably film this um or or show or i should at least show the fin- the final product so i have some shots of like all nine variations like on the on like you know a baking yeah. sheet but i didn't film everything sometimes i would normally film that um, but I kind of went down a rabbit hole and, and like just got lost before I could even like, I was just like, I was in the zone just making stuff. And then I was like, ah, oh, shoot, I should have probably been filming more of this than I did. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I, ca- I try to capture some of that and I always try to show specific differences. So like I have a couple shots where like, I'm showing what it looks like if you add flour versus what, if you don't add flour and then like kind of cracking it open, what pan fried looks like versus deep fried. And I'm doing more filming today too. So I'll also capture more of that stuff. But then yesterday, once I kind of finalized my recipe, I, I typed everything out. I was like, all right, this is the recipe I want to go with. And then I, within each step, I was like, all right, this is why I chose this step. This is why I, I par cooked them in oil versus water. Um, this is why I think you should use flour and cornstarch versus nothing. Um, this is why you should be freezing them. Um, so trying to, trying to write out all these key components of yeah. why I'm doing them and then writing that all out. And then today I'll finish filming. Um, so I'm, I have a, I have hash browns in the freezer right now, so I'll finish filming them. I'll cook them up. I'm going to show three different ways to cook them. And then after all filming's done, I will do, I typically do an intro with me, like, you know, face to face, and then I'll do a little outro with me. So I'll have that film, but then everything else is, is generally voiceover just so it's easier for me to, if I'm trying to teach something, if I can just focus on what I'm saying rather than, you know, trying to have like a, an informal teaching session. Plus it makes it compact, tighter and things like that. I think when somebody's and then, tra- and then the editing process I, goes from there on out. So I think when somebody's talking whilst cooking, it kind of slows everything down or when just generally yeah. I always find the, the videos that have the kind of overdubbing and, it's so much nicer to watch as a as somebody just watching and trying to learn. It's just so much quicker as well. So how long's the uh, yeah, I agree. How long's the the editing process on? Because you you've clearly been working on this for a while. So how like and filmed a lot. How how long's that? Yeah. So as long as I as long as I have a good plan in place, like as long as my script's good, and I. And as, and especially if I get a shot list, like if I know I, I need specific shots, like if I need a comparison of this versus this, as long as I have all that work up front, the editing process is pretty smooth. So okay. for me, I, I would say a video, I mean, it can take anywhere from, I'd say on the low side, six hours of like pre-focused editing to on the high side, you know, maybe 15 to 20 hours. It, it depends on 
what level. So for some of my quicker videos, like that I have like a, a 22 minute fried chicken sandwich, like I can, I can bang that out in, in, you know, Easily. four or five hours, yeah. just sitting down and going through it for the Thanksgiving Turkey video I did the other week. I mean, that took me probably 25, 30 hours of editing just because there was a lot of charts. There was a lot of graphics and, and extra things and that I tried to add to it. So it kind of depends. After I do like a big editing video, then I'm like, all right, I want to do a very simple video. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about getting somebody else to edit or has it always been for you that you're like, I want to do everything myself. I want to kind of be in full creative control over it. Yeah, that's something I've recently been considering. Um, I, I like the editing and I like learning about it, but I also realize I'm not the best editor. Like there's definitely people better out, out there than me. I think my my value add is more is more on the food side, right? Trying to think about how these recipes can relate to a home cook, how we can make them faster, less ingredients or, or healthier thing. I think that's, that's really my value add. Yeah. So that's actually something I've been thinking about um, is, is to look at getting an editor because, you know, I'm, I'm just a self-taught editor. Like I'm not, you know, I'm, I, nothing I do is, is better than someone that, also could have been editing for two years or yeah. five years, 10 years, you know? So for me, like the editing, I, I, I don't mind it. I, I like it. I like the process. Um, but at the same time, I realize I could probably make more videos and, and focus on the cooking side of things, which is the part I enjoy more. Um, so it's something I've thought about, but, but yeah, we'll see over the next couple of months. Takes time, I guess, is that progression, isn't it? Especially with the finances that you also got to pay somebody that's pretty good and, or get somebody on board and it takes time to find that right person as well. And sometimes it's just easier just to do it yourself, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like where I am now. Like, yeah. Like I was thinking maybe do, you know, maybe you know, I probably started like a trial basis. Maybe, Hey, we do, we do one, one out of two, one, one out of two videos this week. You know, I'll, I'll edit one. I'll, I'll, you edit the other and, and kind of go from there. So like, that's kind of what I'd probably have to do as a trial run just to make sure it fits well, make sure their editing style kind of matches what I'm trying to do. Um, I guess also you're still going to have to have a big part of it because you still have to do the overdubbing of it and everything like that. And did you, I take it you do that after the editing. Yeah. So, yeah. So my process is generally I do it before I edit so I okay. can, I can edit to, to the voice. I've, I found that that's much easier. Um, I've done it both ways, but I found that it's much easier if I have my shots listed out. So that is one way that I think it, it, I could work well with an editor because I, I, I generally have like, all right, this is scripted out here. I want to show X, Y, Z shots. Yeah. So it, in that sense, kind of the workflow that I've developed would make more sense to be able to hand off to an editor and have reasonable success, hopefully, you know, in the, in the first couple of videos. That's great, man. You sound organized. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to, I realized very early on that, like, I, I mean, I, looking back at some of my videos, like it would take me two <laughs> days to edit like a four minute video with no, like nothing special about it. And I was just like, I got, I was like, I got to get organized just for, so I'm not, you know. They're the, they're the good days though, right? I need my head. They're the good days. Yeah, you oh, kind of, absolutely. You go back to it and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck was I doing? Like, I can't believe I did yeah. this. And now you're kind of at, at the level where you're at. And 
you've done it quickly. If you think about it, you're, where, where your career is now compared to where it was two years ago, you, you're on another level. Um, what's the, yeah, it, it's... What's, ahead, the, yeah. what's the plan for the for like the to keep is it is it to keep going or is there other plans on doing other things or or, or where, where do you want to take things yeah so yeah for, i mean for me it literally feels like i'm just getting started yeah to be honest um, Love that. so there there's a lot of things that i want to do so obviously focus on youtube uh, you know i'm not going not going any where anyone anywhere anytime soon but at the same point, I do realize that like it could be a short term thing for me. Um, you know, who who knows if like people are just like, yeah, I don't like this Ethan guy anymore. I don't I don't like his food content. I don't think that's gonna happen um, anytime soon, man. Come on, yeah, I really don't yeah. think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't I don't plan on it too. <laughs> but like you know, long term, it's like you know, like I was I was, I was trying to think of like five years down the line, like do I do I still see myself doing just YouTube videos? Um, yeah. Definitely not. I'll, okay. I'll definitely be doing other things. So. Other other things that I want to start is a, a cookbook for sure. Um, that's one of the the projects that I have some loose outlines of stuff I want to do. But then I also also want to move into some other businesses um, around food. So you know I'm passionate about sharp knives are, are one of the most important things for people cool. to have in the kitchen. So I, I've I've had thoughts about maybe doing you know opening up like a knife company or or you know, other cooking utensils and things like this, because, you know, like there, there I mean, there, I know there are all these other brands out there, but like at the same time, also realizing like I could open this too. Like, you know, if Mizen is promoting their knife, you know, and they want YouTubers to show it off, like why couldn't I develop my own knife brand and just promote it myself? I totally agree. I totally, so, I think this, I think what's the joys of, of the 21st century with social media and YouTube and everything like that, we can all create businesses using our, our platform to promote it and not, not rely on anyone else to promote it. Like you're at the point in your channel where if you get people to sponsor your channel, then why can't you just sponsor yourself with your own businesses? You can sell your own book, you can sell your own knives, you can sell everything. And, and, in the grand scheme of things, it's the business. You've got to make money um, and you've got to make a living and you can kind of just heighten everything by using that platform that you've built and you've worked so hard to kind of get on. Oh yeah, completely agree. And plus for me, like the whole, the whole business thing is very fun. Like the, the, the journey of actually making that business, you know, like I, I was already thinking about like, like knives, for example, I was like, you know, how, like, how do you design it and how do you, cause it's like, it's like your baby, like that you yeah. bring, you know, to life versus just promoting someone else's, you know, it's, it's no, like, this is, this is something that I made. Like I was there the entire process. Like you can talk about it better than anyone. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, for me, it's, it's very, it, it's something I definitely will be doing over, you know, the next six months to a year is, is trying to figure out how I can, start up kind of these other businesses that I'm, that I'm, that I'm passionate about. Cause like it, for me, it's like a fun thing, you know, yeah. like to, to, to create a knife like company or, or brand and, ha- and be able to give input on how I want things designed like that for me, that's, that's just fun. There's a, there's a local knife maker near me 
um, called, I think it's called Nuku Knives. Um, and he, I, I'm probably going to go and do like a, a knife making course with him. Um, cause he does like courses on like how to like be a blacksmith and kind of forge knives. And I find it really interesting. Have you ever been to Japan? I haven't. That's, that's one of the, one of the countries I have on a short list that I want to travel to when I'm allowed to travel. It should be at the top, man. If you, if you, if you're into knives, um, at, uh, Tokyo fish market, I can never pronounce it. So I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Um, but they have all the knife makers there and they are literally just like, yeah, yeah, they're just making knives all day and you can, you go out and through the fish market, which is like through loads of different streets, you just have like a couple of knife makers like dotted around and they have all these knives just on display. And then if you like choose to buy one, they go and they like will sharpen it for you and they're kind of engrave whatever you want engraved it on the knife so it's like yours and they have the different types of knives so they have like the japanese style handle which is like a lighter lighter handle and then they have like the western handle which is a lot heavier and but the craftsmanship is just absolutely amazing and then you see like sushi chefs kind of going to the uh places where they sharpen the knives and there's like just a specific knife sharpener guy that just has his his wet block and he's just sharpening knives all day long for all these chefs. And it's just something really amazing to see because you don't really get it here um, or in America. No. Or like I, I know in LA there's two Japanese knife importers um, and they're quite close to each other and, and they, they kind of do the same where they're like sharpening knives and importing a lot of Damascus steel. Um but knives are beautiful. I absolutely love knives. Yeah. Yeah. I've just started getting into them. Yeah. Like I said, like I'm, I'm pretty jealous that, yeah, you've been to Japan. That's, that is one of the spots where I really do want to go to. Um, yeah, there is something special about and And especially like the first time you chop with like a, a properly sharp knife like that, that's a moment that is so special that I, I want, I want everyone to have that moment. Cause I used to, I mean, I'm sure you were too. Like you probably used to chop with these dull knives that you use them for years and they never were sharpened. Yeah. And like, looking back, I'm just like, why did I ever do that? Like, Oh, the worst thing like, is- I want to, I want to create that moment for people, you know, like where they're like, Oh my gosh, what have I been doing wrong for years? I agree. The worst thing is when you go to like a friend's house and you're like used to your knives at home and then you go to a friend's house and you're cooking for your friends and then you go to chop some like you go to chop like a bell pepper or something like something very simple oh, and you're yeah. like why why is this knife not working how it should be like what if you not sharpened this knife ever and why is it such a crap knife and then you realize like that you're just lucky and you have a good knife but it is life changing yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, my, my parents started doing it. Like whenever we go on vacation, um, we'd go up to Maine normally like every summer and, and they would start bringing knives from home. Cause, cause they're just like, <laughs> you can't trust what you're going to get in a vacation home. It's true. And actually in, uh, it's funny. I was in Mexico city, um, for like five weeks earlier in January and February this year, I actually brought my whetstone in my suitcase. Oh, really? Yeah, just just if I needed a shark, and I actually did end up using it because the, the knives that I accessed to were they needed some touching up. Have you done a video on how to sharpen a knife? 
Yeah, I've done a couple. I've done a couple. So th those were actually some of the the early videos that really did well for me. Like yeah. before, um, I you know, like in the, you know, it wasn't around maybe like 10,000 subscribers. But yeah, I have a couple knife sharpening videos that have done very well. Because I don't know how to. I've like, I've not experienced, I've not tried to. I've like looked, I've researched a lot about it and then I'm like, I just don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple. Um, I've, one of them is like it's called like the beginner's guide to knife sharpening. It's I mean it's a pretty old video at this point actually. Um, I think it's like thirty minutes long. And then I also have like a newer video that I think actually is my best video on the channel. It's um, it's like I think it's called sharpening mistakes that most beginners make. Okay. Um, I think it has like I don't even know what how many videos or views. I, I think it has like one point five million views or something. Damn. But yeah. It's um, I think it's I think it's the most viewed video on my channel. That's crazy. What's it like as a feeling when we all have milestones, right, in our lives? Well, not all of us, but mm -hmm. a lot of us that kind of are trying wanting to achieve things. We all have milestones. Did you ever set like a goal where you're like, I want to get to this by this time, um, like this amount of subscribers, or I want a video to hit a million, like? What was it like when you got to those? And is it the is it the, for me the case is like you hit that milestone and then you're like, okay, what's next? Um, is that the same for you? Yeah, so it wasn't a specific number, I guess. So I, I guess my my goal when I so when I quit my job in in June 2019, I basically said, uh, you're gonna give yourself two years to be able to support yourself doing this full-time you know that doesn't have to be like literally just supporting myself full-time like basic basic expenses like that was that was the milestone so it wasn't a specific you know like analytic or or yeah or yeah subscriber mark or, or view count or something it was literally just that because that that is what i realized was because that would allow me to continue what I have grown to love doing. Yeah. So that was really the mark. Um, and then, yeah, once I hit that in July, I was like, I was like, yeah, it was, it was kind of a weird thing because it happened so fast. I didn't really have time to reflect on it at all. Yeah. So it's always a case. It was, you know, it's two years of like, okay, like slowly, slow growth, slow growth. And then just literally in the course of two weeks, it was like, all right, like, uh, you know, I can do this like full time now, like for sure, as long as I, you know, keep modest growth from here on out. So, yeah, I, I don't think I ever really had time to reflect on it because it, it was always like when it did spike, then I was like, all right, I just got to keep making videos. I, I never really stopped and thought this is what you set out to do yeah. a year ago and now you're here. Um, So it, it's still something that like some days I'll be like, like, I would just be like, damn, like, I'm literally doing what I wanted to do full time now. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it's such a nice feeling. It's kind of snowballed. It's such a nice feeling, isn't yeah. it? Being able oh, to, yeah. like, wake up every day and be like, I absolutely love what I do. Like, yeah, like, like yesterday, you know, I, I got up and, and tried out a, a ton of different hash browns in the kitchen for like three hours. <laughs> like that. You know, absolute bliss. Do you but, still have a roommate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're we have a signed lease through, I think June of 2021. So 
does does but yeah so he i mean he's gone throughout the day though so he, he's always he's always away but does he, he get to gets, eat all the food the leftovers when i'm cooking during the day i was gonna say does he get all the food yeah 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 so i, I generally do all the cooking just because i like even 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 on days when i have filmed like and and done stuff like i i still want to get back in the kitchen like that night to cook dinner you know would you ever want to be a chef so, so i was like um actually no i i never really really did um growing i mean i like cooking and stuff like people was like oh like you should look at becoming a chef but it was never something that i i saw myself doing like you know, being like a chef in a restaurant it, for so, something about it just didn't seem, I don't know. It just didn't seem like, cause it, for me, I, I think I like the experimentation yeah. of cooking, which like, I guess as a, like you get to a point as a chef where you can do more experimentation with your menus and you're kind of setting that stuff, but it, it takes a long time to get there. Um, and, and I didn't really view food as like an actual something I could, I could make a lifelong career out of, you know, when I was growing up. Um, which, you know, looking back, obviously, like, you know, imagine if I would have started this stuff, you know, instead of going to college or, or whatever, but hindsight's a bitch, it, isn't it's it? weird how like society kind of, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. And kind of like, yeah, like, I feel like just in general, like kind of society now, like it, it kind of shapes us in certain directions, but like, I mean, if I was looking back now, I'd be, if, if someone had some passion now, I'd be like, no, like, don't go to college. Like, yeah take a year or two off, find like a part-time job, see if you can make, make your passion and do it into a job. Cause there's so many ways to do it. You know, nowadays, like you don't have to be, you don't have to have a credential to make a video on YouTube. You don't have to have a credential to, um, you know, make art or, or release whatever you can just be, you know, I'm just like a normal guy. Like there's, there's nothing special about me. Yeah. Um, you know, I just happened to say, I'm going to do this and give myself enough time to do it. And eventually, you know, good things can happen. I love that. Love that. So obviously I live in America as well when I'm not, when coronavirus isn't going on. And when I moved to America and started, started traveling a lot, I realized how much people eat at restaurants in America and like take out food and kind of like the fast food culture is on another level because you can just get everything delivered in your house. Um, I'm kind of come from this almost from what I can imagine the same sort of background for you where like home cooking is just so important. And mm-hmm. like, I, I love cooking with my family. I grew up cooking with my mom. My mom taught, taught us everything when we were growing up. My dad can't cook for shit, but it's fine. But it's just like <laughs> how uh your your platform is clearly impacting a lot of people and getting a lot of people that have never cooked to cook again have you really thought about how that kind of is impacting society because it is like a video that's getting millions of views you're getting a lot of people that are learning how to cook things that never cooked before yeah yeah so yeah, because that's been one of the missions. So so I'm kind of of the notion, like, my favorite thing about cooking is that it can be whatever you need it to be. It can be something that gives you creativity. It can be something that – it can be meal prep. 
you know, if you're, if you're super busy, it can be, it can be healthy, leading a healthier lifestyle. You can cook healthier foods. It can be, um, it can be a cost saving measure it, you know, to save money yeah. um, by cooking your own food. So for me, it's always just been about trying to get more and more people cooking because for me, I kind of, I think it's one of the best skills for anyone to learn, you know, and, 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 and literally for any reason, right. Because it, it literally can be whatever you need it to be. You know, it can be, it can be a late night. You come home drunk, you need some, you need some munchies and you throw like cheese and, and some whatever into a, and you just whip it up. Like yeah. it can be that it can be, it can be anything. So I think that's my favorite part about it. And, and yeah, when I set out to do this, I was like, yeah, like I want that to be the focus. I want people to actually go out and make these recipes so they can experience you know, some of the things that I like about cooking and, yeah. and then transform it into their own way too. No, I love that because I think in today's culture, there's so much about just eating. I, I think it's especially like in the UK and US, it's food is a thing that you have to do and it's not necessarily always appreciated. And I think when you cook something, you kind of because you've you've almost earned it you've almost worked for it and you've kind of earned it and then when you yeah. sit down and eat and you're like or when you're like cooking for your friends and you're like or your family you make this you spend hours making a meal or spend 20 minutes making a meal but the amount of like happiness and joy you give to people by cooking it and putting it in on their plate and then seeing them enjoy it like it must be amazing for you where you're seeing do you get like a lot of feedback from from your subscribers and stuff like that on i cook this for my family and this is amazing etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah th those are those are by far like my favorite comments like when when someone says like i made this or they'll send me an instagram story of them making something or They'd be like, yo, like I watch your videos and this is the first time I've actually made something from a video I watch. Because I think a lot of people watch, you know, YouTube videos or food videos and they don't actually make, they don't yeah. actually make anything. So like that's, that's what my focus has really been on is like, I want, I want you to make this. So I'm going to try to make it in a way that it seems approachable or like, so you can understand it. Um, Cause yeah, those are literally my favorite comments when, when I get people that are like, yo, I made this for my family or made it for my friend or made it for myself. And they're like, it was amazing. It turned out, you know, exactly like, like you said it would. So I love getting those comments yeah, and I'm sure, I mean, d do you have like, um, like what, do you, like, how did you get into cooking too? Like, like were, and you said your family and stuff cooked, like, do you get that kind of same satisfaction when you, you know, create stuff? Yeah, man. For, for me, when I'm cooking, I'm kind of similar to you is like, well, I don't know because what I do with music, I'm always in front of a screen. I'm always traveling. I'm always people always like trying to contact me on my phone. Like it's just nonstop mm -hmm. all the time. And when I'm cooking, I don't have any of that. I can put on a podcast. I can listen to some music in the background or I can just do nothing and just concentrate on actually cooking. And like if let's say for instance, I've got like a load of friends coming over for dinner. I love like the day before wake, waking up and going, okay, what am I going to cook for the guys tomorrow? Yeah. Um, and like writing it out and planning it on my phone going, okay, I'm going to cook this. Uh, let's find a recipe. 
and then uh get all the ingredients and then I'll, I'll, I'll make it or something that I know how to make and kind of improve or like, okay, I want to do a, a ramen tonight or tomorrow. Like, what do I need? To, I've never done tonkotsu, so let's go get some some trotters and kind of let's start making the broth or yeah. like a, a chicken broth or something like that. And for me, it's the whole process. It's seeing it from from like start to end and then people enjoying it afterwards um is like i'm kind of not fussed about eating it by the end of it because it's it's more so the process um but i at the beginning well when the uk came out of lockdown in the summer i went to uh my parents go to a, a hotel uh which is it's in like south somerset which is near where i live it's called Lacanda on the Weir. Um, and mm-hmm. the chef there is, he's a kind of a self-taught Italian. He's Italian, but he's self-taught. Um, and I got speaking to him and then he, he invited me to go and like learn to cook with him for a week in the summer. And so this is in like a yeah. hotel restaurant. So I went down there for a week and I learned so much, um, just like uh, he does a lot of like sous vide and um, just a lot of very intricate kind of recipes that I've never, I would never do yeah. at home if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just because restaurant food is so different to home cooking is like you yeah. said at the beginning, it's so different. And the amount of ingredients going into a dish that you get in a restaurant is so different to what you would, what you would cook at home it made me realize I would never want to be a chef because you are literally working You're from like seven thirty in the morning till 11 at night. You're, you're on your feet yeah. working. Um, and it's not a huge restaurant. It's a small restaurant, but he was, he's it's, it could be Michelin star, like what he yeah. does. So it's, it's very like, it is very good. Um, so that was kind of something else that I, I, kind of really enjoyed learning um but cooking for me is just kind of that escapism from my everyday yeah. life which i absolutely love my everyday life um i've i've had so many friends that are like you should start a cooking youtube channel you should do this you should do that and i'm like i could but i also know how much work has to go into it um yeah and for me like i absolutely love it but do I want to turn what I absolutely love into another job again? And I think yeah. that's the thing for me is like music is my one love and I turn that into a job. And when you turn something into a job, it kind of, it doesn't take the fun out of it, but it definitely changes your views on it. How did you find that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and just to your point about like the cooking and kind of the escapism, I think that for me, especially during college and, and, and work, that was probably why I loved the, what I liked about cooking it most. Like no matter if, you know, I get home on a long, you know, a long day at work, just coming home and just spending, you know, an hour or two in the kitchen. Like for me, that's just, just relaxing. And, and uh, you and me both, it, we're probably a rare in that. I think a lot of people yeah. view cooking as this thing that, Oh, I have to cook tonight or I have nothing in the fridge or whatever, but. I, yeah, it sounds like for you and me, like I, I just like the fact that I don't, just can make something, yeah. you know, and, and just chill out. 
But to your point about, um, yeah, what turning into a job, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely does change it because, you know, like I, I, I love what I'm doing now, obviously, but that doesn't mean there aren't parts that you don't like, you know, like, you know, like some days I'm like, Oh, I don't feel like editing this. Like this is going to take me so many hours to do or whatever. Like you still have those moments. Um, you know, that's why I like the, what is it? The term, like, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Like it's still, it's still work, Yeah. but I just really love what I do, but there are still some things that you don't like that much. Um, so yeah, like that has kind of changed. And then also like, uh, one thing that has affected me. So like I, I was posting some TikToks of, you know, food, non YouTube stuff, just like other meals that I made. Um, and then I was also doing like some live streams of cooking. And then I, I kind of had this point where I was like, I feel like every single thing that I cook, I'm filming for somebody. And, and I kind of realized I was like, I kind of also want to just cook for myself and not have to tell anyone yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, so recently, like I haven't been posting, you know, like as many TikToks, like maybe, you know, a couple a week, if that or some one, I just took like two weeks off, like, because I was just like, I feel like I'm literally filming every single thing that I'm cooking, which for me, I still want the escapism of cooking like you, I, I still want to be able to be like, yeah, I'm just hanging out and, and just making something for myself that I'm going to enjoy and, and not feel like I have to tell someone about it. Yeah. Um, so that is something that I've recently be trying to balance because I don't know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to ever feel forced. Like I have to film or, or, or post a picture on Instagram or, or whatever. Like I just also want to be able to sell that. I just want to just cook for myself and just be able to enjoy it. No, I love that, man. I, there's, I, I think for me, it's one thing that I've worked out, especially over lockdown is to obviously we all know there's going to be things that we don't want to do in life, but I was asked at the beginning of lockdown to kind of do, to start like a Twitch channel. That's what it's called. Twitch. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, we want you live streaming to do like show people how to make music and do all of that. And I was like, okay, I know, I know how long it's going to take for this to be good. And am I that passionate about doing it for it to be worth how long it's going to take? It's, this isn't an overnight thing. Like you've said, yeah. it's like I know how long it takes to get good at anything and to become successful at anything. And am I willing to put that amount of time and more to get to, to the yeah. point where I want it to be? And I think that that was kind of the answer to it. It's like, well, no, I don't. And I think if, for me, I don't know if you've had that, but like the times when it's like, well, I can just do things for fun. I don't have to turn it into a business. I don't have to make it something that's part of my career. It's, it's okay to have fun and not, not turn it into, yeah, a career. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is, it is so weird with social media, especially like, you know, if you're trying to make it, on social media, like everyone will say, you need to be posting as much as possible. You need more content. You need more this, that, and the other. But yeah, like you, you eventually, I, I just got to that point where I was just like, I was like, I don't want to like feel like I have to videotape, take a picture, 
or whatever every time I'm cooking or yeah. eating something. Like it just, it, I don't know, because because so many people like Gary Vaynerchuk's a, a <laughs> Vaynerchuk, huge um, guy about post everything, split it out, get get to every platform, whatever. And like, I mean, that's you know, that's what I would try to do. Like, I was doing, you know, I I did actually, I was doing some Twitch live streams like twice a week. Um, and then I realized that I I liked the the live streams, but I was doing like. I was like, I don't think I want to do them this often and for this long. I kind of felt like I was forcing myself a little bit more yeah. rather than just wanting to do them. So now I move my live streams over to YouTube and I'm just going to do one a week. And it's going to be like, I'm going to focus on doing it for like an hour. Like it, it'll literally just be people hanging out. I'm going to send out the recipe ahead of time and we're just going to make something and it'll take less than an hour. That's so which cool. That, like, that'll be fun because that'll, that'll be kind of that escapism where I'm just, I'm just hanging out, you know, with people online just chatting about stuff yeah um that's dope man i like that idea. like it's funny you were talking about gary vaynerchuk because i haven't heard anything about him for a long time and i was driving yeah. today and he came on i used to listen to his podcast and he came on and it was literally talking about how much content you should post and he was like you should be posting like at least 15 items a day and i'm like fuck no, yeah. me like how like i i don't have 15 things to talk about in a month that's that interesting for people yeah. to like want to be and i'm like that that is why he's so successful in that lane in his lane because he is just willing to put that much work and effort obviously he's got a huge team around him but it would be a different story if you had people filming for you if you had people editing for you if you had yep. like a development team if you had like a development kitchen it would be completely different for you right yep. but it takes you time to get there it takes everybody the process to get to that and some people don't even want that like and i think that's the thing it's just ex working out exactly what you want in life and just enjoying it that's why i started the podcast because i've always wanted to have conversations with people like a lot of people in my career, we never have big conversations because it's always in a nightclub and there's always loud music yeah. and we're just like, loud music. yeah, we're just, we just pass each other in the night. Like I finish a set, somebody else comes on, we say hi, we text each other and go have a great night and then crack on. And I've had some of the best conversations and like even having you on, like I just hit you up randomly. Like it, it's it's interesting to get interesting people on and have a conversation with people. And, and I'd like to think that in future we can talk again and we can probably hang out and get some food at some point and, and do that. Yeah. And I think that's the thing for me is that like in my life, building relationships is sometimes so much more important than actually worrying about what to fucking post and shit like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, yeah, I'm there with you. Yeah. Cause yeah, that is a good point. Like, like podcasts are so fun to like, just have long form, you know, communication. Cause yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, like, like that's a great point about, yeah. Like DJ, you know, they're DJs and stuff. If you're out late, like you're not going to like sit and you're either going to be like going out, having a good time or you, like after that, you want to go to bed or you're on to the next place. Yeah, you exactly. Know, so exactly. That's really, has there been, what was like the most interesting like thing that you learned or like story or something from like a, a fellow a DJ, like when you had them on? Uh, I don't, 
I don't know if there's been like any specific stories because it's more so just like a conversation yeah. like this. But just I like did, a good conversation. Yeah, last last week um, I had a guy called Jake Hanrahan on. Mm-hmm. And Jake's not a DJ. He's a conflict journalist. Um, so he does okay. he does like war journalism, really. But he also... Oh, wow. He also reports in on places that kind of like the news the like mainstream media don't really talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And he runs a thing called Popular Front, which is just insane. And he's just done this mad documentary about uh, a dude in Western Europe that prints 3D guns. And wow, it's fucking wild. Like if you get the chance, go and watch it. I'll send you the link after yeah. and t- I'll text you the link. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and his channel has always done really well, but that video that he's just released has almost been like what you had. It's like had like 300,000 views in like a week and it's just like, it's mad. Yeah. Um, but I really had, I really enjoyed the conversation with him because I know nothing about it. I know nothing about what he, yeah. what his world is. And I'm not a huge fan of like mainstream media. I like, I don't follow the news. I don't follow politics. I'm not really that type of person. Um, so finding out that some talking to somebody that's like, been in the wars and met like insane people was like super interesting to me like for me when i've got music people on it's just a nice to catch up because we haven't caught up but like again it's like you it's like finding out your process and learning how you how your process is so interesting to me and that's why i absolutely love doing it really yeah it's a good point about the podcast because yeah you'll you'll bring together people that other otherwise like you'd have no business talking to, you know, like your day-to-day life. Like, exactly. you know, how are you going to meet, J- uh, J- was it James Hanrahan? Like, Jake, how are you going to meet him? Yeah, never. I'm never like, going to come across him. You'd never run into him, like, in a, in a hotel lobby or something to strike up a conversation. Like, it, like, the podcast is that medium where you can bring people together from two wildly different, you know, yeah. areas and, and, and have, like, a, a just interesting conversation. Yeah, I, I had a, I had Kat Adele on, which I don't know if you know who Kat Adele is, but she's, like, a food Not writer. Sure, no. She's, like, a food writer. Okay. Um, her, she's married to... Oh, fuck, I always forget his name. I've got to find this out because it's going to annoy me. Um, <laughs> Kat Adele. She's married to Mike. Um, this is going to annoy me. He used to... He was the executive chef at Alinea in Chicago. Okay. Um, Mike Bagel. Not sure of the name. Mike, Mike, Mike Bagel. Um, oh, okay, 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 yeah. But she she was like a writer, or she's a writer for Vogue. Um, she's She used to work for Eater in Eater LA in, in New York and kind of do a lot of food channels on YouTube. Um, and like, again, it was just amazing to talk to her and talk about just, we literally spoke about food for like, an hour and a half it was like just really nice um but yeah podcasts there's something about podcasts that i don't get that feeling where it's like oh i have to do it like the, yeah the editing of the video at the end it's long but it's nowhere near as long as yours to be fair and i'm not a great editor as well i'm just teaching myself so it's, it's yep, good fun yep. it's good fun <laughs> so um food wise what is like your if okay date night you're cooking for a, a your partner girlfriend boyfriend whatever yeah 
what's like going to be the like, or you're cooking for your friends, whoever, like what, what is the go-to where you're like, this is going to blow them away? Oh, this is always a tough question for me. It really depends on the situation, I feel like. But for probably like a date night, I'd go. I think like, I think re- really well-cooked steak is always going to be a winner. Like that's just a, that's an easy kind of layup um, for sure. And then, but to pair that with like some nice sides. So I really like nice like vinaigrette salad. So maybe like a Brussels sprout salad, something I've really been into recently. And then maybe for a carb, like a little either risotto is kind of fancy, you know, and, but it's also very like luxurious and what would you, but it's easy to make too. What type of risotto? Um, for me, like risotto is something that it's always a spur of the moment what I actually decide to put in it. So I, I usually start with just a basic white risotto, you know, with broth and, and then, you know, the, the butter and, and parm. But then I like to add little things on top. So maybe like some roasted like vegetables, like, I mean, it, it's fall now. So I probably do like some roasted like sweet potatoes and just like crisp them up really nice and kind of like sprinkle them on top. Um, and then just like having those three kind of components you've got like the beefy meat you know it's fatty it's juicy but then you've kind of got your lighter component that helps like balance out with like uh you know the vinaigrette of like a a nice salad that balances like the other two kind of heavier components so i feel like that's a good one and then if it's for like family or friends like i I just love cooking like mexican food okay for me, Mexican food like is one of the best group foods because it's it's easy to make. You can make a variety of toppings. You can you can please anyone. So actually, on our way out here, we stopped in Denver at my brother's house. We did a big just cooked up a bunch of Mexican stuff. So we did poblanos con queso, which is basically you put um, manchego cheese inside a poblano, cut the top off, and then throw it over coals, and then heat the whole thing up, chop it up. There's your topping. Then we also did like carne asada. We did some chicken and then just like a bunch of, you know, fresh salsas, accoutrements and like other, other things that are just like fun to make. So like if it's, if it's a group setting, I'm probably always going to lean towards Mexican. Yeah. Just because the variety of flavors and you can please everybody. But for date night, like I feel like a steak and like a risotto or maybe a little pasta, like a basic like pesto or, or a cacio e pepe, like something basic, but that's just, made very well i feel like it's always going to do good what what cut of steak do you go for um i'm probably partial to new york strips um they're probably my favorite also i I just like the i like the balance between the fattiness of of those like i like i know everyone talks about filet filet mignon I, i don't think it's that great of a cut of steak personally like it's it's very tender but it's, I feel like it's not as flavorful. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that. I do love a filet. Um, when I was at this, when I was at the restaurant um, learning to do some stuff, yep. we, we sous vide uh, filet mignon, uh, but like it was like a thick piece. The whole? The whole, pe- the, yeah. yeah, the whole piece. And then he, we made um, Cafe de Paris butter, which I don't know if you've mm. ever made. Have you ever made that? 
No, I've not made that Dude, before. It's fucking wild how you make. It's literally like, I think there's like thirty ingredients that go into it, and it's just a fermented. Thirty. Yeah, it's wild, <laughs> and you ferment it over um, like twenty four hours. Yeah, and then you ferment it, wrap it, free, and then put it in the freezer. So then what he does is he sous vide this uh, steak for, it's literally like an hour long sous vide or like 55 minutes sous vide, then sears it very quickly on like super high heat, Yep. cuts it, um, and then just puts a knob of the Cafe de Paris butter on it and then puts it in the oven quickly, lets the butter melt, and you've just got yep. this insane i don't I, it just tastes amazing and the butter's kind of like got it's got curry powder in which sounds really oh, strange yeah. but that with steak with like some like very well done uh fries or chips as we call it in the uk um and then he does this like pickled like vegetables on the side which just kind of like yep. cut through everything um yep that is a fillet fillet Cut is probably the best thing I've had steak-wise. But I would agree with you, like, a New York strip, or we would call it, like, sirloin, is is amazing. Yep. I absolutely love it. Yeah, well, yeah. So, like, it, in terms of that, like, that filet preparation, I think, is, is really not, like, you know, because you're adding that fatty kind yeah. of component to the filet, which I think, I think is what is a little different from you know, like most home cooking preparations, like you, you buy a filet, like you just sear it up. It's like, I feel like every, like I've had it, I've made it at home and I'm like, like I, I'd, I'd rather have like the, the beefiness of yeah. like a, a New York strip or something. But yeah, like in, in a restaurant setting, I, I agree. Like filet mignon, great thing to order. Not, a, not as great thing to make at home, I would say. Yeah. Have you ever done like a tomahawk or anything like that? I haven't done a tomahawk actually. Um, yeah, that's one of the things yeah, I've never done. You should try that, man. How about you? Yeah, I've I've done yeah. I've done one. I've done a couple and they're amazing. If you cook them right. But the thing is it's quite a big bit of meat to fuck up, so you don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. Um it's kind of like a waste if you overcook it and you kind of it needs to be done properly because you can have like some bits of the meat that's not cooked that's cooked too much and then some bits of it that's not cooked enough and you don't want to like have like some like gray steak and then like completely yeah. like red raw so you need like the proper proper way to cook it but it's it's good fun that's that's kind of like one for the lads it's a night night with the with the guys right. where you just like just want to eat a big bit of meat um dude we've just done an hour and 20 minutes um it's yeah. been really I nice. I haven't even realized. I know it's wild, isn't it? I could talk all night. Um, before we go, is there any? Can you like tell people how to follow you, how to like watch your videos and Instagram, TikTok, whatever? Yeah, so I'm Ethan Jabowski on literally everything: YouTube uh, and Instagram. I'm probably most active, though. I also do. Do posts on TikTok though. I've been a little less active <laughs> lately, but yeah, literally just Ethan Jabowski on everything. Before before we finish TikTok, I I refuse to get into that world right now. I just <laughs> I, I'm not into it. Well, why did you go in it? <laughs> so 
it started because um, I, I wasn't I wasn't about it either. And then, you know, it, this was before kind of my blow up. And I, I was like, you know, what? maybe I'll try posting some stuff on here and, and see what happens. And I actually got up to like, I think, 100,000 or maybe 150,000 followers on TikTok, oh, damn. you know, relatively quickly. Like and I wasn't big on YouTube. I think I had like, you know, I was I was below 20,000 subscribers on YouTube when I kind of had that blow up and then. I was like, oh, maybe I should should do this. Um, but yeah, for me, like TikTok, there there's a lot of. I, I, I think there's a lot of useless content on TikTok. Um, yeah. That that's just like it's just you're scrolling and you're looking at like this adds, at least for me, this adds like no value to my life. Um, there are some cool videos, and so like mine mine were like actually like what my videos have like, I want to actually teach people something. I want to get, get more people to cook. Um, so, you know, I do things around like pickled onions or other quick dishes. Um, Cause yeah, for me, TikTok. Yeah. It's like, I can totally see why, why you, you may not want to get into it. Cause yeah, I feel like a lot of it is just kind of mindlessly scrolling through 15 second videos of people putting on the a popular song and dancing to it. Yeah. It- to me 12 year old girls just like trying to dance i'm just not into it to be fair but if it works for you it works for you at the end of the day and 120,000 followers on tiktok before your before your youtube is successful like that's fucking great man yeah that that, that's why i was like all right i should at least give this a shot plus they weren't there you know they were not not produced much it was literally me and a phone just taking this is this is what i'm doing throw it in there and then you know quick little that is the minute edit to just put the clips together that is the one thing that i like about tiktok is that it's just so yeah like raw it's like spin sawdust it's just great that's the one thing i do yeah. like about that is it it's not overly edited it's, it just is pretty straightforward yeah i agree and i think that is what makes it good because i mean there are some people who spend you know hours on a single tiktok you know trying to if it if it's like evolved with an editor or something which Fuck for that. me I, I i just can't spend that much time on a <laughs> on a tiktok is there like <laughs> like i kind of like the informal aspect of it yeah too. yeah no definitely man definitely right dude um thank you so much for coming on uh go follow him everyone um go watch his videos and go get cooking uh keep safe and uh hopefully catch you soon man Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate you reaching out. And uh, yeah, it was great great to talk to you, Will. Big love, man. And that's a wrap. I love that. Love talking about food. I hope you all did as well. It was really nice to uh, get away from the music for a podcast. Um, and I'm going to be doing more of these. So would love it if you could hit subscribe and review in the bottom um, and share it to all your friends. And yeah, keep safe. Have a great one. Big love. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to buyoptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.